Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And it's just like the ocean under the moon. Oh. It's the same sweet emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of uh. love and that could be so smooth. And give, give me your heart and make it real. Oh, it's forget about it. Yeah, guys, who is feeling smooth today? I uh, I woke up with that in my head and I wanted to eat a bullet, but I decided <laughs> not. To. I, a little bit of Rob Thomas, a little bit of Santana makes me feel a little smooth on a Wednesday. I'm furious with you. I cannot believe that you passed that on to me. Oh my God, I have not thought about that song in definitely multiple years. I can't say which year it's been since, but it has been full 365 day units of my life where I have never once spent a single second thinking about that song. <laughs> you are welcome. I, uh, I I wish that everyone could see the look of just complete disgust on Molly's face uh. the second I started singing that song. <laughs> I just woke up with it. It's I. You know what? I I I know I've said this on here before. I'm not a big Santana fan. I respect what he does. It's just not my kind of music. Usually, I'm not into like the jamming. And um, that is definitely, I know that's not even a, a true example of Santana because you got a Rob Thomas in the mix. Ugh. But um, I really, truly hate that song. Yeah, somehow that song is much worse. I would rather listen to Santana by a, a million fold. And I would rather listen of to course. Matchbox 20 just on its own than that song. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. <laughs> I would listen to that song 20 times for every one time I had to listen to uh, what's it called? Smooth. Smooth, baby. It's smooth, baby. Ugh. Welcome to page seven. I hope that you are just as upset as Molly and I are. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Molly Neffel, and Marcus Parks has not left the studio in a rage because Jackie sang smooth. He didn't even start here, so don't worry. And he did it. We didn't scare him away. He's just not here. That was it. He finally gave up on the show. He finally was just like, you know what? I can't possibly deal with her anymore, and I'm <laughs> Out. No, the boys at Last Podcast are doing their nothing but trouble tour right now. And now they're making nothing but trouble. All they wanted was a vacation, but all they got is nothing but trouble. <laughs> Which is now 
throwing it out there, now down to 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that, you know, it just, I know that everyone, again, has heard my rant about Rotten Tomatoes before, as if I don't check the Rotten Tomatoes score of almost every single thing that I watch, but it went from an 8% when I started yelling about Nothing But Trouble down to a 5%, and I want to know who's responsible. Yeah. Because I think it has something to do with write-in reviews. I, there, there's there's some sort of data manipulation going on, I think. Um, you know, I, th- I think that I'm not sure if there's like an anti... If it's a if it's a negative response to you or if, uh, you know, uh, th- there's something going on with this Rotten Tomatoes downturn. And I do think that you are responsible because who else must be... No one else must be talking about nothing but trouble as much as you are. I mean, maybe a lot of people are. I got to find these people, though. I feel like we need to have some sort of support group. We'll make it like an Al-Anon. Like an Alan nothing but trouble on. Yeah, bitches. Yeah, I slapped it in there. You need to find the 5% of people who think that it's a good movie. Yeah, and then we're all going to become friends. And then we're going to have, we're going to watch it every week. We're going to have drinking games. We're going to find more and more things out about the movie every week. (laughs) Uh, At the beginning, can I just hearken back to some, it's not exactly pop culture, but it is something that we all share, uh, which is the, the Sunday funnies. Um, and Jackie will often compare herself to Kathy, and who can't ack, relate? Ack, ack, <laughs> ack, ack, I need my coffee. Ack, ack, ack. Just standing in a dressing room three out of four days, you know, <laughs> of your week. <laughs> Just always upset, except I'm never usually covered in cats. That's the only difference between Kathy and I. Same haircut at this point, too. I need to get a haircut. I need to figure it out because my hair's getting limp and it's getting sad and I'm getting extra Kathy. <laughs> uh, and I, um, you know, often also identify with Kathy, but I decided this morning that if you are Kathy, I am the mom from better or for worse because I got stress lines coming off of my head. Oh no! Too many kids! When Molly said this to me via text earlier, I was very upset, though, because everyone knows that for better or for worse is the worst Sunday funny. Very much the worst. I had a period of my life where I would like, I was obsessed with it. I would get, this sounds sadder than it was, uh, I would get drunk and read the archives of For Better or For Worse going back as far as I could. And like back in like the 70s when those kids, because that that comic went on for a long time. Those adult children, really did. they started off as young children. And yeah, that's true. I like that they progressed. So you know what? I just looked up for better or worse. I looked it up because in my brain, I mixed it up with family circle. So oh. I take back, I rescind what I said about it being the worst comic of all time. Because it's not. Family Circle is the worst comic of all time. Yes, that I agree with. But for better or for worse, is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. I like the dog, though. He had a big old flapping tongue. The thing about for better or for worse is that it's, like, serious. It's like a soap opera in Sunday funny form. There's never any jokes. Um, and every pan- the last panel is just always the mom with, like, big eyes and stress lines coming off. And it's always, like, a kid being like, I guess I'll just have a cookie anyway. And the mom's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what a great punchline. Yeah. Yeah, that kid getting that cookie. I feel like I need to get some sort of compendium of for better or for worse. 
Yeah. Do I need to read this? Do I need to follow the story? Well, at least as of about 2007, all the archives were online. So I do recommend Ooh. going back into a for better or for worse hole. I had like we had my our, our college comedy uh, group had a radio hour where we would just like try to fill time on the on the radio station, and we used to do like dramatic readings of the for better or for worse strips because like it really uh, they're very dry. And very serious. Yeah. I don't know what year this one is from, but I guess Lawrence is um, is gay. And it just, uh, there's two panels. It says, he says, this isn't going to be easy. And then the mother says, don't worry, honey. Whatever it is, we'll handle it together, calmly and sensibly. And he says, I'm gay. And then she says, don't be ridiculous. And that's what. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> Never mind. I don't think I'm going to read it. What? Oh, my Jesus. Never mind. I mean, at the same time, I know that it's, like, dated, and I know that it's it's barely old, but, um, oh, that's interesting. Yikes. Woof. Well, you know, maybe they got more woke over the years. You know, I think that Sunday Funnies just shouldn't try to be topical. I think they should live in a kind of, you know, for whatever it's worth, Family Circus is just always like a horrible, creepy Jesus 50s, you know, wet dream. And it stays there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that it stays there because at least I always know that I, but the problem is I hate read it. And it's not like I, it's like, well, I'll never read it, but I always read it and it makes me so mad. It's not only, I don't only hate read Family Circus. Oh, Family Circus. 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 Yeah, Family Circus. But I... I say Family Circle. Everyone calls it Family Circle for some reason. You're not the only one. Well, because, you know what, at the same time, Family Circle is the magazine form of Family Circus. I got Family Circle for probably seven years for some reason. (laughs) And it's a garbage magazine. It's a real garbage magazine. Did you ever look at an at the cartoons of Family Circus where it's like all of the little lines showing you where Jeffrey went? And not only do I read Family Circus and hate read it, I would actually follow all the little lines. Like I would like go down, I would be like, oh, let's see where Jeffrey went. And I would like spend a few minutes looking at it. Looking at it? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. What a waste of time. Ew. It's all, oh, it's so, I didn't realize, it's very bible Yeah, super, super, super Christian. Jeffrey just asked Daddy, did God turn Lot's wife into a pillar of salt for real, or was it all just done with CGI? <laughs> that was, don't, Mally, don't laugh at it. Don't laugh at it, Mally. Now that's funny. Don't you fucking funny. laugh at it. <laughs> that was in 2015. But at the same time, at least it's not trying to be topical. Bible humor is always there, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas, for better or for worse, I think they just tried, they tried to be like, uh, I don't know what they were trying to be. They were trying to be like a television program, but just like 20 million times more boring. But there were so many characters yes. and 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 just like regular mundane dramas of life. And I read that so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's why, but that's why Garfield is the perfect comic. <laughs> it never gets too much. You just follow a fat cat, and right now they're posting all the ones about, like, all the Thanksgiving ones, because I love Garfield's Thanksgiving special almost as much as I love the Christmas and the thanks and the uh, Halloween specials, although the Halloween one is still my favorite. But I love the Thanksgiving one because it's really, really sad, you know, because John, um, he's at least he's got family. 
Does John have family? Yes, he's got a very his his mother really really loves him, and his, his dad mother. is like a simple farmer, and his brother's like a really simple farmer, and they all live together, and like his mother just wants to feed everybody, which I identify with. Wait, is that the the part of Garfield and Friends where it was the and friends and all the like farm animals? Was that like? In was that all in the same universe? Was that like John's extended family? No, 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 no. That's just more like that's just like the farm life. That's like the farm life of those animals. Uh-huh. Okay. So they follow the animals, but like John's family, itchy. They show up in the comics every once in a while. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and they they're very nice. And it made me really sad because all of my friends' givings plans have fallen through. And I decided that I was going to make a mini Thanksgiving. What mini Thanksgiving is, which I started singing. I didn't start singing the song. My boyfriend started singing the song. Mini Thanksgiving. It's kind of misleading because you make just as much food, but nobody comes to it. (laughs) And that's... um, what I'm planning on doing this weekend, where I just make a full Thanksgiving dinner for like two or three people. I think that's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You get more food. Yeah, you got leftovers then. It's like who needs friends for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> that's not a, that's not a <laughs> holiday about togetherness. <laughs> I'm just crying into my gravy. <laughs> I'm trying to coin the term Jacksgiving, but um, I think that has other connotations that I probably don't need to um, incorporate into Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, what I like to do with my Friendsgiving is that each year has a subtitle. What do you mean? Like, for example, Friendsgiving 2017, the subtitle was Welcome to Hell. Um, I don't remember Ooh. why. <laughs> I think that I was upset about something political. Uh, and this year, the subtitle for Friendsgiving is Friendsgiving 2018, colon, Fredsgiving for, for I Freddy. Love it! That's great. But is everyone going to dress like Freddy Krueger? Because <laughs> um, I think that would be fun. They would be welcome to, I guess. Um, so your your subtitle of your mini thanks, it could be mini thanks, whoever, the two people you're sending the invitation to, you know, it could be mm-hmm. mini Thanksgiving 2018 colon Jack's giving. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, but I do you want um, Freddie's name so closely related to Jack's giving, though? Uh, you know, you're her Auntie Jackie, you know, Auntie Jackie. So that's okay. I mean, she's going to understand what Auntie Jackie is doing. I mean, again, like every time my niece likes my Instagram pictures, I'm just like, don't look at my trash. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to let Freddie know you that well until until she's ready. (laughs) Come on. I'm great with kids. I, I know you are. I, uh... I um your made up song about um mini Thanksgiving this is not even going to translate because there's no way to convey the f- annoyingness of when your partner that you live with slash spouse that you live with uh makes up a song and sings it um but mm-hmm. for the Heidi Klum Halloween party me and Gideon were Mr. Rogers and Mr. McFeely yes which also, I need to hear your side of Heidi Klum's party, but please continue. Yes. Um, so Mr. McFeely is the postman, right? He comes yes. and he delivers the packages. Gideon, for some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. Uh, thought that Mr. McFeely was the mayor and kept telling everybody that he was going as Mayor McFeely, no matter how many times I would correct him. And then just invented just just for for at least the week leading up to the Heidi Klum party and several days after would just walk around the house going 
Mayor McFeely. Like, I think maybe to the tune of like blurred lines, like Mayor McFeely. Controversial. But it's the whatever we, because we recently accidentally both got blurred lines in our head on accident and we couldn't get it out of our heads. But every time we would sing it, we would correct each other because that song is not welcome in our house. Um, It's not good. But. But it's very hard to get it out of your head once it's there. You're wa- you find yourself walking around being like, I know you want. Oh it. no! Why are you doing this to me, Molly? Uh, I got one I word for you. Santana in my head. Smooth. No. Smooth. Oh, God. It's so problematic. But but the, the Mayor McFeely song isn't exactly to the tune of Blurred Lines. I think it's just inspired by both of us trying to get it out of our fucking head. Fair. So he's just walking around screaming, Mayor McFeely, uh, for like a week and a half. Um, and so, uh, you know, I can relate to your mini Thanksgiving song, although I think that your mini Thanksgiving song is actually pretty good. Yeah, it w- there's a lot more stanzas that he kept coming up with about um, <laughs> about how pathetic mini Thanksgiving is, but I'm fine with it. This episode of Page 7 is brought to you by Simple Health. Go to simplehealth.com slash page 7 for a free birth control prescription. Babies don't want babies yet. If you're looking forward to becoming a modern Stone Age family, I support you fully. But for those of us out there looking for a wham-bam but without the bam-bam, try Simple Health, a convenient birth control service where they get rid of the doctor's offices, waiting rooms, or pharmacy lines, and you can get birth control prescribed, renewed, and delivered from wherever you are on your schedule. Ain't gotta worry about your petties and your no-floor car, because Simple Health gives you access to birth control wherever you is. Geographic proximity to a doctor, insurance status, or income should never be barriers when it comes to accessing birth control. Simple Health is a club in those barriers, getting hitched caveman style. And ain't nobody need to know what I'm using to keep my jaws of life safe. Birth control is a personal choice, and Simple Health is a discreet and comfortable option. No labels on the package or having a caveman splaying your squirties needs to an old man. Just you and your phone at home. Simple Health only offers trusted brands of birth control. They ain't making their own birth control. They got licensed doctors helping build the product, and they review every patient with rigor and care. Ain't gotta slurp down some quarry swill that Wilma says might do the trick this time. Dino isn't a dog, Wilma. Treat him with respect. Simple Health doctors can prescribe the pill, patch, or ring and will personalize a recommendation based on your health profile and personal preferences. They offer affordable care regardless of insurance, but they do take insurance if you got it, and birth control is free with most insurance plans. That's a yabba dabba, do it to me one more time, once is never enough. For those without insurance like moi, don't tell the government, the average cost is $18 a month, depending on the type prescribed, and delivery is free. The service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist, but it's the most convenient and comfortable way to get your birth control. I remembered when I got my birth control for the first time. Did any of y'all have a very conservative mother? Rough and a half. Cold clampins and old fingies don't get my jollies off, and I really hate the weird early 30s. You sure you don't want a child right now? Guilt they throw at me. Wrap me in a fur, baby daddy. I don't want to deal with it again. Simple Health was so easy to use and convenient, I ain't never turning back. Ugh, no more OBGY Fred think of my squirty bird as some sort of horn. 
Don't yank me, bro. The prescription is usually $20, but Simple Health is offering you a prescription for free. Just go to simplehealth.com slash page seven or enter the promo code page seven at checkout. That's a free prescription when you go to simplehealth.com slash page seven or enter promo code page seven at checkout. Yabba dabba doo. I'm eating Thanksgiving. You know what? Thanksgiving's early this year. I'm eating Thanksgiving all, all month. I got a couple more weeks, and I want to eat as much Thanksgiving as humanly possible. Yeah, it's a month-long holiday as far as I'm concerned. Hell yeah, it is. I feel like it's not getting enough of its due respect. Everyone have a mini Thanksgiving. Make a turkey. Why the hell not? And the turkey's not even the best part. It's just the sides, and I think that's what I'm doing for a mini Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think I'm not even going to make a turkey. I think I'm just going to make the sides. That's a great idea. Especially because I've been watching the Ultimate Thanksgiving Challenge on Food Network. Molly, have you watched it yet? I have not watched it yet, but I... Okay, so I need to look this up pronto because Thanksgiving programming on Food Network is my favorite genre of programming on Food Network. Fuck the Halloween Wars, whatever that bullshit is. I don't want to see a bunch of people make, like, creepy cupcakes. And I don't even... I'll watch Holiday Baking Championship, but it's like, uh, I get it. Everything is gingerbread. But... Yeah, and it's also, oh, look, look, it's another red and green cookie. Yeah. I don't give an H. Exactly. But Thanksgiving is like, yeah, I want your ideas. And I love Thanksgiving programming. I've been obsessed with Food Network's um, Thanksgiving Live ever since it happened. I think one year only. And I think 2014. And everyone got so drunk. It was live TV. It was a shit show. Wait, what did they, wait, what did they do? What did they do? Tell me about this. Oh, my God. I dream of Thanksgiving Live. Every year I hope that they'll rerun it, but they don't because it was such a mess. It was Bobby, Giada... Alton Brown and Ina Garten, Ooh. The, the, the dark horse, all together, four large egos, all live. None of them are used to doing live TV. They were all talking oh over God. each other, talking over each other so much and drinking and <gasps> trying to talk about how, well, really the way you do a turkey is this way. It was so hostile. It was so (laughs) passive-aggressive. That's amazing. And at one point, they were so drunk. They were getting so drunk. And Giada cut herself, and she cut herself really bad. No, how? What was she doing? (laughs) Oh, you know, it's chopping something. But, like, they were all just, like, just frantically trying to get a word in edgewise. And she cut herself, and she was (laughs) like, oh, I'm fine. And then, like, it was, like, one of those things where, like, three minutes later, it was like, Giada just wasn't there anymore. She's not fine. She's definitely not fine. Especially if you're drinking that much, you're going to be bleeding all over the place, woman. You know that. Oh, God, it was so good. And then they, I don't think that they brought it back because I think that the next year they maybe replayed it. But every year, uh, like, because my Friendsgiving is always the weekend before Thanksgiving. And that was when Thanksgiving Live was. And I'm always like, give me that sweet, sweet Food Network programming. And they've never redone it. it. because Presumably because of Gianna's (laughs) disfiguring injury. Did they each take different parts of the meal to make? I think that that was theoretically the setup. But like, you know, they're all like the biggest assholes on earth. So they can't just watch Ina Garten make a... if If anything, she had the hardest time, I will say. Everyone kept trying to talk over her. She's very short and she's just so sweet. And... 
she's like so just like kind and soft spoken. She can't compete. God, with, I love Vinegarten. I know she can't compete with Alton and Bobby, and so everyone was talking. But you know, they can't just sit there and watch somebody fucking butterfly a turkey or whatever. They have to be like, well, what I would do is this, and and they pretend like yeah. they're all having fun, but they're not having fun. Oh my god, I have to. I gotta look this up. You said you watch it every year, though. Like like it's out somewhere. I could it, probably yeah. find it on YouTube. It's got to be somewhere. I can't be the only person who is obsessed with Thanksgiving Live, and that's the reason I I watch the weekly show, The Kitchen, because it's as close to the fuck fest of Thanksgiving Live as you can get because you know that everyone on that show hates each other but you can't quite tell how much and you also know that probably at least some of them are fucking each other and you can't quite tell how much. Oh yeah! Ooh I wonder if Giada and um oh what's his name? What's uh Bobby? Bobby Flay! I wonder if they were banging when Thanksgiving Live happened, which is why maybe why it didn't happen again. Yeah, I think that, I mean, but also they work together for Food Network Star, so they're like inextricably linked, even though they definitely are ex-lovers, and it must be very awkward for them. Don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Yeah. We've all made this mistake before, but also Giada and Bobby, y'all are old enough to know by now. Well, it always upsets me because Giada is so, I'm not, she's not my type, but I can objectively tell that she is so, so far out of Bobby's league. Yummy. That the fact and she's just so yum. <laughs> she's so yum. And the fact that Bobby Flay got to sleep with her is just makes me angry. It's at not the world. fair. Yeah. It's not fair. Bobby Flay doesn't deserve her. And especially once you start watching the Ultimate Thanksgiving Challenge, which is hosted by Giada. Oh, Oh, she can come over and make me a turkey any day. Yeah, her gimme, food gimme, is gimme good. Give me that turkey. Her food is, but at the same time, I usually fo- I follow Ina Garten's recipes the most. Me too. Especially when I'm making chicken for Jeffrey. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot I've got a Jeffrey. Why am I not making him roast chicken every Friday? Oh my God, you got to make Jeffrey roast chicken every Friday and you got to talk about it. Oh, I'm going. I'm gonna start recording myself making <laughs> Jeff chicken every Friday, whether he likes it or not. Jeffy loves his chicken, every and Friday. if he starts going out to Fire Island with his boys, I understand. <laughs> you know what? It's a part of my track record, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> Jeffrey, would you like some chicken? I think that if I started talking like that, that would probably terrify him. Because then I sound like a psychopath. You also have to just go into the room when he's trying to do something else and be like, I brought you some brownies. You know, and he's trying to work. What did you say? (laughs) Oh, don't worry, Jeffrey. I think you're really going to enjoy these brownies, Jeffrey. And he's like, has to be like, oh, thanks. I'll see you later when I'm done working. Thank you. I still have work to do. No, it makes me think. I was telling him about that too when uh, when I was going to the vocal therapist, and she's like, "You speak too loudly. You need to speak a lot softer. Most people don't talk as loudly as you do. It sounds like you're always yelling." And I was like, "So you'd like me to start talking like this <laughs> instead?" And when I went to work the next day and I started talking like this, everyone thought that I had finally snapped <laughs> and that I was going to take out a bat and start beating people to death at work. But I didn't, and I had to stop because everyone's like I don't know what you're saying I'm used to this level of you speaking you, but that was kind of fun in other words you needed it to go from a Rachel Ray to an Ina Garten don't you ever call me Rachel Ray Rach don't alright I'll be an Ina Garten I'm gonna start I need to get more billowy shirts Maybe that's why you and I gravitated towards each other because we both just scream all the time. And when I listen yes. to like 
podcasts that aren't hosted by us and that are hosted by women who and I'm not trying to hate on women because women are hated on for no matter how they talk and I yes. I definitely like don't oh yeah we're hated on for talking like this so yeah. it's like you know what are you gonna do and women are hated on for like up talk and all those all these things that are like just just different ways to hate women right but like when I when I do listen to women who talk like so actually I was curious so I looked into it and here's what I found I'm just like, how like do why you, aren't you anxious about something? How do you contain yourself like that, you know? <laughs> Let it go, man. Just just like feel every emotion. I cried like seven times yesterday, mostly for happy things. And it's like, you know what? Just feel it. Just have that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I project, you know? I just can't stop projecting. Oh, maybe I should do projection 2019. Molly, It's we're coming up on a new year soon. And um, Mesh 2018 was a hit for me and my breasts. And I'm going to continue doing Mesh through 2019. But I think I need to do something else. Mm. I need a new thing. I've got a lot of ideas, though. Have are, are, Is on the ideas, is there um, either glitter or sequins? I was definitely thinking Sparkle 2019. Ooh. I was thinking Sparkle 2019. Because and, and that, that incorporates a lot of different things. Yeah, Sparkle is good. It's an umbrella term. Exactly. I need an umbrella term because sometimes my breasts get cold. And I love mesh 2018. And I wear so much mesh that now my breasts get scared and lonely when they're not out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like Sparkle 2019 it would work really well because it's like I'm rocking the fanny packs but I don't know it's like what are other ideas though I don't even know sparkles are really the only thing that I like that aren't in the kind of masculine clothing realm like I like mostly I wear you know masculine clothing but I, anything that's glittery and sparkly I take it like I like sparkly sneakers sparkly bags sparkly eye makeup mm. so you know mm-hmm. sparkly nail polish so I, oh, yeah. I don't even know what the kind of other options are for accessorizing. I don't know either. So if anybody, if you guys have any ideas, please hit me up on Instagram and Twitter if you've got great ideas of what you think I should do for 2019, because I'm trying to mold a whole line here only for myself. <laughs> and I think it's kind of fun. The problem is, though, I went, um, you know, the day after Halloween, you got to hit all the Halloween stores because everything is like 75% off. And I bought a bunch of glitter makeup. The The only issue is, which I think it might be a great issue, is that everything I have is immediately covered in glitter. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I'm ready to do it. Are you going to go back to Sock Arm 2019? Sock Arm 2019? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I support you. I support you doing sock arm 2019. You could start using the permanent marker to like make different designs on them. Wait, when was I sock? Was what? What year was I sock arm before? Never. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming at one point in your ska lifetime that you uh, wore socks on your arms. I was an armband like. 2000 it would have been like armband 2003 you know ah yeah yeah yeah. do you want to bring that back uh i loved armbands i did and if they were i i i would bring them back you know i miss my armbands i enjoyed them quite a lot i like wrist accessories that's where my jewelry goes really you're more bracelet kind of yeah but you what what were they like snap snap bands (laughs) i wore silly bands for like many years after they were cool until they like dissolved yeah 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 you had them on all the time but i liked it it gave you a pop of color yeah, yeah, I had a little, it was my little signature look. Hell yeah, it was. 
went up, but also back to Heidi Klum's party though, because I feel like we didn't get your perspective of Heidi Klum's party because we got Marcus's last week. But I just wanted to check in with you. Did you feel claustrophobic? I mean, okay, so the the, the backdrop that you need for me going to Heidi Klum's party is that, uh, you know, I had a baby and she was premature, and so the first few months were a little bit more nerve-wracking perhaps than uh, uh, than they would have normally been, but the first few months are always nerve-wracking, I assume, the first time you have a baby. And long story short, uh, Gideon and I have never left the house at night for a date or anything, uh, yeah. Since she was born. And I did not ever understand this before. I babysat for two different friends for the first time for their first date after their baby was born. Both of them went on a date at when the baby was four months. And both times I was like, who are these assholes waiting four months after a baby to go have a date? God, when I have a baby, I'm going to be so cool. I'm going to leave that baby right away. That baby will be fine. And lo and behold. Oh, no. Did you cry? <laughs> No, I was totally fine. It took me six months to leave, but we did leave. But uh, I did not cry. But you have to understand that going into a party that is like in a club in New York and Manhattan in Midtown, like, and was like very dark and very loud and uh, very crowded. It was like, it was really... um, a sensory experience that I had not um, gotten, that I had not been exposed to, even in my, just just in my 30s, you know, but much less. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute, you know, but much less uh, six months um, being home every night, every single night with, uh, with a baby. So it was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit intense. I didn't feel claustrophobic. I'm, I do fine with, uh, with crowds. Um, I will say, for me, the absolute highlight was Questlove. Uh, that man knows how to DJ a party. That, that somebody Hell should tell yeah. Questlove he is a good DJ. He, I think he knows. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he knows at this point. Every song, <laughs> I just, I was just standing there screaming into the abyss because nobody could hear anything other than the Questlove's music. I was just like, this man really is a very good DJ. Is, ever, is everyone aware? <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was great it was like the ultimate it was like take everything like when we were talking a few shows ago about like the ultimate wedding playlist it was like just the best like greatest hits of like party what you want to hear at a party um hell yeah and that was really fun but the hard thing with the costumes and the famous people is that you can't tell who anybody is because they're in costume yeah yeah i know so we didn't but did you see mel b we were right next to mel b like like, and you didn't, oh, but you weren't aware that it was her because she was dressed as Posh Spice, which was a bit of a shade thrower. <laughs> it was very dark, and it was, so I couldn't see anybody. It was just like, uh, I was just really kind of feeling my way through. I couldn't really tell what a lot of people's costumes were anyway. Um, yeah. Unless they were like very, very clear, like Mr. T. Um, but uh, but I did, the only person I spotted, the only person I spotted while we were there was Ice-T. Hell yeah. Because we, I didn't know, I don't know how bottle service works because I've never been at a place where there's bottle service before. Um, no, I don't understand what that means. And yeah, it means, what I learned is that it means that you drink like a high schooler. <laughs> I was drinking Kool-Aid and vodka. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, did you get so sick? No, I was fine. I mean, the next day I was like, I have not had a drink in a long time. Um, 
But drinking Kool-Aid and vodka like a high schooler, like standing at a table with a bottle of vodka and a thing of Kool-Aid, very much like a high school party, except it's all very nice. Um, but but I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know whether it was a privatized system, like we all had our own vodka, or whether it was a communal system where all the vodka belonged to everybody. So at one point, I was trying to get some damn vodka, and I walked over. I was like, I guess, like a house party, maybe I'll just walk over to a table and pour myself some vodka. And I, I walked over to a table. I found some vodka. I almost picked it up. And then I was like, wait a minute. What if this is somebody else's vodka? And I'm about to, like, walk up to somebody's table at a restaurant and, like, pick up their wine and pour it into just my glass. Take it. Like, I'll have some of this. <laughs> no, this one's open. I have this one. And so I'm standing there looking at the vodka at the table. And I was like, oh, what do I do? And I looked up and the person sitting at that table was none other than iced tea. What Did he say anything? No, he was just chilling. But, you know, I've seen oh. about... 1700 episodes of Law and Order SVU so I was ready to spot iced tea you know <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> oh man I, I just imagine just drinking vodka with iced tea and then you just blathering at him about Law and Order SVU do you, like, do you remember that one episode do you remember that one do you remember that one man that one was rough tell, huh? tell me about Mariska Hagerty is she really that uptight or is that just her character <laughs> <laughs> Row, get out the feed bags and keep them full. Cause this little turkey is getting ready to post up with her belly out for stuffing season. Sweet yams ain't the only thing I'm cross stuffing in this gape. Don't be lewd. I'm talking about my quip, y'all. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. And nothing gets my giblets a rubbing quite like the sensitive sonic vibrations of my toothbrush. It's gentle enough for your sensitive gums. My gums is like my turkey skin, both in great need of soft caresses with that sweet, sweet herb butter. Some people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. Like Cardi B says, be careful with me. Toothbrush, do you know what you're doing? Whose gums that you hurt and a bruising? You go gain the whole world, but is it worth the teeth that you're losing? Be careful with me, toothbrush. And Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. So go on and cover them teeth in a soothing gravy jacket. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes and don't clean evenly. And Quip is here to help make sure you get every lean, mean, crust of green bean out of them chompas. I am armed and ready for Thanksgiving with my Quip. Ain't gotta worry about the dubious amounts of onions and garlic I cook with. My man's still gonna wanna put gravy in this boat after eating because my Quip will vibrate my mouth to a kissable state as clean as my turkey plate. And with its handy dandy travel case, I can make sure I sling it in my feed bag so it's ready and waiting at the bottom of my eaty pouch. So when I'm all full of potatoes and various fruity sauces, I can make them clean. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at $25 and if you go to getquip.com slash page 7 right now and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash page 7. After the fact, we, you know, went online and saw all of the people that were there 
And it turns out we were like right next to Mel B. And I actually got very upset with Gideon because we were, it was a Saturday after the party. We were home. The baby was on me in her little pouch sleeping, fast asleep. And I was in the other room doing some chores or something because I was like, the baby's asleep. I'm going to do whatever, fold laundry or something. And Gideon is in the other room and screams, oh my God, but screams it in such a way that I literally thought that he had fallen and seriously hurt himself. Like he really <laughs> screamed. Like I thought that, or that he had gotten like a horrible text with like terrible news. And I just anything he screamed so loud the baby woke up I, I sprinted into the room because I expected him to have been crushed by a bookcase or something yeah or covered in blood yeah something <laughs> and he was like Doogie Hauser was standing right behind us. <laughs> he had just realized that Neil Patrick Harris and his husband were the two people who were dressed like uh, Edigo Montoya. Edigo Montoya, yeah. Um, and they were standing right behind us. Who? The Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Gideon is just standing right outside the door and being like, I did do this. Yes. I did. No, I remember this. Gideon is standing right outside the door to correct me, and he screamed like someone had died. And it just turned out that he had realized that we were like right next to Neil Patrick Harris the whole night and hadn't known it. And I was very upset <laughs> that he... <laughs> I guess you didn't see the picture that Marcus and Carolina got with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, I did not see that until after the fact of putting it all together like making the, the the geographic map of who all we were by because we were also right by fucking lupita which i didn't I know i didn't know but i did say hey dion to her and she like smiled and nodded at me and so i did technically <laughs> talk to lupita talk to her <laughs> but i didn't even realize it was her i was just too, too busy being excited that it was Dion. I mean, especially when you get like you're slamming back vodkas and Kool-Aids, you know, at that point you're just having you're just loosey goosey. I was loosey goosey. I was I literally only spotted iced tea. Um and yeah, the I mean, I don't think I could have picked Mel B out of a crowd to be honest. Um but I should have I should have spotted Lupita, but she was wearing this big Dion hat and <laughs> she looked great. <laughs> oh man, she looked so good. She I will so say, good. I mean, I heard Marcus did say that Cole Sprouse is there, and that's fine. I'm gonna put that in my pocket and keep it in my back pocket and where it's gonna sit on my butt. And it's <laughs> great. Everything's fine. But I am um I'm sad that Idris Elba was not at the party, I will say, because I would have loved to hear Again, it's like a Jason Momoa kind of thing of just like what he smells like. Mm. Um, because also, congrats on him for being people's sexiest man alive 2018. It's about damn time because didn't we spend yes. 2016 saying, no offense, Jackie, that Blake Shelton is trash and he should not have been yes. the sexiest man alive and it should have been Idris Elba. So thank God yes. it only took them two years to get it right. They have been listening. And I appreciate you, People Magazine, because Idris Elba Definitely. I mean, you know I'll always love me. You don't gotta throw back your pretty pink lemonade shooter and lean a little closer. Because I love my Blake Shelton. And I know he's a trash monster. But he's my trash monster. I mean, technically he's Gwen Stefani's trash monster. <laughs> but man, I... But then I, of course, went down another... And I know that I was talking about Private Garden a while ago. But I went down another Idris Elba hole... Because you gots to. I watched a couple of episodes of The Wire just to throw it into the mix because mm. I just forget how fucking amazing he is in The Wire. 
He's so Have amazing in the, the wire. wire. Oh yeah, he, he's so fucking amazing. And I did not know until completing the entirety of the wire that he was British. I mean, I it took me a while to find that out, but it, he has such like a great British accent too, mm-hmm. where it's like that like he's kind of like lower class. I want to say I don't know thing about British accents, but it sounds I don't know. I just ooh, I want to kiss him on his mouth, and then I started watching more King Driss, which is what his rapper name is. It's D R I I S, and um, his rapping is really not very good. I did not know he was a rapper. Have you ever seen Lufa? Luta, but he says it like no. Lufa. It it I had Lufa. Lufa. I had to stop because it is um it had a lot of violence against women. Which even though I really like my crime procedurals, I just was at a point in my life where I had to 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 stop. But he is dreamy as hell, and it's like a British crime procedural. And if you want to go down and eat your salva hole, it is like a very high quality show that people like a lot. It's just like a little bit, uh, you know. It's a little like I had just watched the fall. It's a little rough, and that guy is super hot. But I was like, I cannot cope with all of this sexual violence, and so I couldn't do it. But uh, he is dreamy as hell, and his like, yeah, like I mean, I don't totally know how the British accents work either. But I thought that I heard that if they say there are ths like f's, then they're a little bit lower class, like Super Nanny is. Ooh, oh, I do love Super Nanny. I love her, man. I I don't know why I thought Luther was a um was a superhero thing. Uh, I just lumped it in. <laughs> you probably think I thought it was another superhero thing. Lex Lufa, who is not British. That's why. That's why I was thinking of it. Um, so it has nothing to do with Lex Luthor. No, it is. It has to do. It's like a cop. It's like a BBC cop show. Oh, okay. I'll watch that. I'll give it. I'll give it a tryout. That's what I did yesterday. I gave out a new show a tryout while I was um, avoiding watching the election results come in, and I watched almost all of Julia Roberts' new show, Homecoming, which is on Amazon, because there was just like there was advertisements for it everywhere, and then I started reading all these articles that everyone was like, Julia Roberts is back, and you know what? She was great in it. Yeah, she's so really good. Th- tell me about this show because I was I, I watched the trailer and I'm oscillating between like, oh, I don't know if I want to go near this like uh, white savior lady working in a social service setting, like dangerous minds, terrible tropes kind of thing. Or if I watched it and I was like, ooh, this looks spicy and dark and is extremely my shit. I think so. It's definitely not spicy in the way that I usually like. Although I do love me some Bobby Cannavale because he is uh, I think he was on a lot of the other procedural shows that I really dug in like the 90s. That was definitely my kind of thing. He's been, I mean he's been in a million things but he's really really sexy. And so there's not a lot of sex in it but it is definitely like the way that it shot was very interesting. They were going for like a Hitchcockian kind of feel to it. I don't want to give too much away because it's not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. It definitely has nothing to do. It's not like a race thing at all. Okay. It's a lot more of like, it goes back and forth through time. And when it's, it's like they change the ratio. I, I don't know exactly like that, you know, the filmy terms of it that, you know, when, not the it's not widescreen, but it's like just the middle part. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. Ratio. Yep. <laughs> like the scale is different. <laughs> when it's in like when it's in present time, it's in that so you can't see everything. It's like it looks like everything is like really zoomed in. And then when it is 
the past, it goes back to widescreen, and everything the way the way that it's all set up, you don't really know what's going on, but. Every episode's only like 25 minutes long. So you just like bash through it. And every time an episode's over, you're like, but wait, I don't understand. And so I just ended up watching it for like four hours. And you would recommend? I would. I have not watched the last two episodes yet. So I don't know. I don't know if the ending sticks the landing. Which is what my problem was with uh, the Jennifer Beale show that I was so obsessed with. That I did like the ending, but it wasn't as good as the rest of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well... But I think that this is, I mean, it, I like that it's not just like a rom-com thing. I think that she kills it. I think she's I really good I feel like if it. I were to tell the algorithm, like, things that I want, give me more things like, it would be Big Little Lies. Yeah, it would basically be Big Little Lies. I was going to say uh, Sharp Objects, but Sharp Objects was like a little bit too trying to be so dark for me. I was like, oh, we get it. Everything's whispery, you know? Yeah, but it was so spicy, spicy, It was though. spicy, spicy, but it was like, it was like so, it was just like, we're bashing you over the head with our spicy spiciness, you know? Mm, yeah, I know. I just love, oh, I gotta live for a spicy, spicy. Like the Spice Girls reunion. Are you so excited? Oh, yeah, Spice Girls. Uh, you know who else is excited? Oh. There's a fire starting in her heart about Ooh, the Spice Girls bringing her out the dark. <laughs> <laughs> bringing her out the dark. Molly, Finally, look at she you. can see the Spice Girls. <laughs> Go ahead and tell her I'm that the so Spice impressed. Girls are on tour. <laughs> Molly. You're not the only one who can sing. I just sing. want everyone. You are the only one who can please sing. Please give everyone, give her a Molly, give her a Molly applause, baby, because you completely deserved it. Adele is so excited, and she posted that picture on Instagram of her as a little kid with all of the Spice Girls cutouts, in, like, behind her, which, like, laying in bed, and she looks so cute. And I love how excited she is. I love Adele so much. I love much. Adele so much, too. I especially love how sad she was when she won was it record of the year uh, and not beyonce that will album of the album year, of the year. Yeah. that will endear adele to me forever yeah i mean because she knew she knew that yeah. she shouldn't you know that's it, but she also knows that she's really good so i like that she i mean I'll, I'll never forget that too because she was humble and not like she didn't say it in a way of like putting herself yes, down exactly either. you totally. know what i mean she knows she's good it wasn't like oh i don't deserve this which is like how women are conditioned to like take compliments she was like and it was true it was exactly i was like this album was fucking awesome but lemonade yeah. was lemonade and and that's just, yeah you, you can't, you compete, can't with compete with that but i i mean i already loved her but but i i love her so much for that and how she dealt with it and I gotta say that I don't really my my love of Adele meter isn't the needle didn't really move when I saw that she left the Spice Girls as a kid but I do think that she's very charming and very real well especially whenever I look up pictures of her and her husband because her husband is a bear I love um I love her husband really like a dreamy bear wait I have to <laughs> oh yeah his name is Simon Konecki, K-O-N-E-K-I-E-C-K-I. And um, yeah, he's a big old scallywag of a man. Oh, yeah. He's, I don't know if you're allowed to say cute. that. 
Right? Scallywag. <laughs> he, is, he is a bear. Yeah, I want to like, get, get in my honey pot, you big ol'. Yeah, you could stick your paw in there. Ain't no room for no wind in the poo. Only room for a pants, the big ol' daddy bear. <laughs> I hope he usually wears pants. But if he doesn't wear pants, you know what? Go for him. I support every, all of his style choices, very much so. So are we going to go to the Spice Girls reunion or what? I mean, I'm definitely into it. I wish that we could. I mean, we all know that, you know, Posh is not going to be there. And I guess that, you know, there's a big problem with that. But at the same time, it's like, ah, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, Posh was never my favorite no. anyway. No, I actually had to, this is, I shouldn't admit this on the show, but when I realized Mel B was next to us and then I realized she was Posh, I had to kind of re- I had to really go back and it was like I was doing a math problem. I had to like really picture the original Spice Girls and figure out who was who. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because you're always a baby. Yeah, I was always baby. Always a baby, never a scary. You could have been a sporty though. I could have been a sporty, um, but I was happy to be baby, even though right clothes wise I would have been, I mean, I was not sporty, but clothes wise I was you know, butcher than baby was, but I just, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. small and, I, and blonde. I had to be baby. Man, I have been looking for, oh, maybe I should do tearaway pants 2019. I've been trying to find some good tearaway pants. They're more difficult than you'd think. They had a, a, a period of time and then they, they, they stopped and I had a pair of pair of tearaway pants that never quite fit me right and I got rid of them, but now I wish I hadn't because, um, because I think that it, it's a it's a bygone era. I know, but my problem is they always made them too low rider. My butt's always showed. Mm-hmm. I think that you got to because you got to tear them away. I think you're supposed to wear like shorts underneath them. Shorts, aren't you? And then you got kind of like an Aaliyah look going on, where you got like little like a uh, like boxer shorts or athletic shorts or whatever kind of coming up over the falling down pants which I used to think was so sexy when Aaliyah did it I mean I would say that usually people do compare me to Aaliyah <laughs> but not when it, <laughs> but not when it comes to my short shorts wearing my problem is I got a thigh pooch on top so every time you wear those kind of short shorts my pooch goes underneath the bottom of the short shorts and then pooches even more you know what I mean uh yep I do know what you mean. I know exactly. That was very descriptive. <laughs> I was trying to describe. I went to like the scariest, scariest haunted house last week with Mary, and it was the last night of it. And it's billed the scariest in SoCal. And it was, it was a since it was the last night, they did it all lights off, and you just had a glow stick, and you had to go through it. And there was this one part. That you you went from a room that was all fog and just a strobe light in your face so you didn't know exactly where you were going and where the exit was and that went right into a room. But the only way I can describe it, it's like walking through two thighs rubbing together. <laughs> all right. So it's like so it's like a bunch of like billowy plastic that you have to walk through but you can't see in front of you so you're like pushing and you feel like you're being like squeezed in between two thighs <laughs> and you have to get through this whole long hallway but on the other side of the thigh meets were the actors whispering into your ears behind the sheets so you couldn't see them but they were just like are you scared can't turn back I'm like doing that kind of stuff in your ears <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, ah, I can't see. We're not supposed to be here, Mary. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
She was working in a studio in California, and she was dressing like a rat till Stitch Fix came her way. That worked better than I thought it would. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. If you want to live your best nanny life and follow the creed of fashion by a one queen friend, Drusha, it can get expensive if you ain't got a Mr. Sheffield to foot the bill. And who's got the time to schlep to every mall looking for the perfect tight leopard print dress? Just go to stitchfix.com slash page seven and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items and send them right to your door. As someone that almost exclusively shops online at Amazon and Hot Topic, it is difficult to know exactly what size I am or what the heck I'm drunk ordering. And I certainly never want to deal with the hassles of sending anything back. I ain't got no Niles. With Stitch Fix, you try them on, pay for what you love, and return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. You're going to look so good that your poppy at home won't give you a side eye when you eke out, Oh, Mr. Sheffield, in the middle of your foreplay. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Remember when Niles got his CC fix? Oh my god, I was so happy for them. But it may or may not have led into a couple of hate seduction relationships in my own personal life. Is this too revealing? Do I need a therapist? Heck no! Not when Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. You know you want to be the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan. So just tell your stylist what you're into and they really deliver. I am still obsessed with my pocketed sex jumpsuit because it makes me feel like Catwoman. With the measurements provided to the stylist, they really send you awesome pics that fit you like a glove. Like Catwoman said, I'm a woman and I can't be taken for granted. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash page seven and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash page seven to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash page seven. You know what that reminds me of is um, in Rocco's Modern Life, did you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life? Mm-hmm. There was like the hippo, the really fat hippo with the huge butt and the huge boobs. And whatever Rocco was like at the grocery store or the DMV or whatever, he would like, if he was like trying to get out of the way or like back or like find Spunky or like he would always accidentally like walk right in between her boobs and get stuck. And she would always be like, how dare you? <laughs> that is exactly what it's like. I wish people did that with mine. I wish I I had big enough breasts like that. I want to be the little fat hippo in Rocco's Martyr Life. <laughs> if you could be, uh, I think you could you could make a good case for being Bev Bighead. Oh hell! Oh man! If they do a reboot, someone if you if you're out there and you are casting a reboot of Rocco's Modern Life, please, I want to be Bev Bighead so badly. Oh Ed! Oh Ed! Oh! <laughs> I can do a lot of that. I can I can make I can figure that out. I'm in. I'm ready Ed. for that. Have you watched Rocco's Modern Life as of late? 
Not recently, but I always dream about watch, rewatching it because I remember thinking that show was so funny. I loved that show as a kid. And also, King of the Hill, like all of King of the Hill just came back on Hulu. And I don't know if you were ever a King of the Hill fan, but as an adult, King of the Hill is just so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I never really watched it like regularly, but whenever I did, I always thought it was hilarious. There was a tweet that, from earlier this week that was very good uh, before the elections. Somebody saying, imagine... Um, uh, Hank Hill saying Beto O'Rourke <laughs> Beto O'Rourke Beto O'Rourke I can't, I can't even do <laughs> Hank Hill's But I can do Bobby That's my purse I do a lot of Bobby Hill while I watch it Because I'm obsessed with Bobby Hill And I think that in some ways I am Bobby Hill You know what I mean? In the more fabulous ways Yeah, I could see that You're a, a kind of a glam Bobby Hill Yeah, Jeff and I watched King of the Hill I think for maybe six or seven hours It was just on And it's just so great You can just walk in and be like <laughs> And then walk back out It's such a great show And also, uh, R.I.P. Brittany Murphy She did so many voices in that show it's insane so did Steven Root where it's like they like if you listen to it and especially if you're watching it for that many hours you can hear them do so many different characters every episode which is like blows my mind I want to do that I will say whenever I watch Beavis and Butthead um like you know since I've been an adult I've always been extremely happy about it yeah man it's I mean I would say it's on Hulu give it a watch it's fantastic yeah yeah yeah, it holds up. Hell yeah, it does. But I think that it's time for the list. Oh, who's on, who's the, on list? the list? Jackie. Jackie. Gotta, Gotta have, have that, that list. list. Well, I had another list that I wanted to do, but then as we, I was looking up things on um, Family Circus while we were talking, I did find 11 thrilling facts about Family Circus. And I, Oh, my God. The only reason why I wanted to do it was because the first thing it says is Family Circle magazine hates Family Circus. Wow. Because I am not the only person that screws it up. No, you're definitely not. When you said Family Circle, I didn't correct you because sometimes... So many people say it, call it family circle that I think I'm wrong. That's my problem. That's and then I sound like an asshole. So at least we're not the only assholes. And I feel like um, I feel good about this. This is a great list. What's right? Out, what else is on the list? Well, Bill Keen based the mom on his wife. You know what? I will say if if my husband based a whole like marm cartoon on me <laughs> i'd be really fucking pissed off i'd be like why don't you do it then oh is this how you feel about me oh this i am just some asexual creature that is just there to raise your children and nothing else um i think i would be really upset my perfect boring wife ah uh, yes look at her bold cut isn't it always perfect? <laughs> it's like they live in celebration, Disneyland, where all of the uh, the grass has to be the same length. You know what I mean? The creepy, <laughs> like, psycho Disneyland village. And especially, like, one of his kids, I guess they were out in public, and said when the cartoon first appeared, she... When the cartoon first appeared, she looked so much like Mommy that if she was in the supermarket <laughs> pushing her cart, people would come up to her and say, Aren't you the Mommy in Family Circus? Uh, 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 <laughs> that's gross. Uh, that's 
That's creepy. I feel like that. I just like get away from me. You get away from me, kid. This is where my wife will be young forever. <laughs> Ew. Oh, maybe that's it's like a death becomes her. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, the strip wasn't always meant to be funny. That's not really a fact about Family Circus. I think that is just truth. I think that it is never funny, but that's just me. Unless you think that I think this one says what's his name? Bob? Not. It's not Bobby. Is it Bobby? Yeah, I think it's Bobby. Big toes don't like flip-flops because it separates them from their friends. Jesus Christ. Fucking, what are you talking about? If my kid... You know what? I'd rather my children be um, disgusting, like, ingrates than for them to say things like that, like cute things about life. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I have looked up Thelma Keen and here to report that she does look a lot like mommy. Does she? Yeah. Uh, Jeffy. Jeffy, that's, yeah, it makes me think of my Jeffy spaghetti. Billy, Jeffy, Bobby, and I don't know what the girl's name is. Darla? Nope, that's from Little Rascals. That's Little Rascals. Oh, man, I guess it used to be a little risque where Keen used to have the uh, a more cynical view of parenting, depicting the father drinking and having a wandering eye for passing women, which, you know what, I think that I would enjoy it more. I would love that. Oh, my God, that's yeah. fantastic. That makes me like... That's the. This is the most I've ever liked Family Circus right that, now. I want that. I want. I'm, now I got to go back through and read some of them. I guess. Um. And Thelma's haircut made headlines. Mommy, mommy's haircut did because she needed an updated style. So they got in a celebrity hairstylist for the cartoon and made it a little sexier. Ugh. Ugh. There's a statue dedicated to the strip in Scottsdale, Arizona. Woo! Guess we gotta go on a field <laughs> trip. Yeah, I'm going to Scottsdale. I gotta see that family circus statue. We're going to Scottsdale, baby. <laughs> I'm so excited. Just go up to it and just be like, oh, I'm gonna have Jack Skiven right in front of family circus statue. <laughs> I guess it's just also, it's like one of the facts is Keen had a deceptively smart, sharp sense of humor. Nope. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a flop of a list, but I think that, um, but it's kind of fun. I think it's a great list. I now know much more about Family Circus than I did before the list. And isn't that what the list is all about? Uh, yes, it is. But also, I still <laughs> know that I don't really want to read any more Family Circus. Yeah, I just want to read his drafts where the dad is drunk. That's really what I want to read. Oh, man. It just makes me think of... Uh, you were a Calvin and Hobbes head, right? Big, big, big time. Did you ever read... Uh, like, we had all of the books, but like the 10th anniversary edition of Calvin and Hobbes, like when they came out, or was it 20th anniversary? Whatever the big anniversary. I know it was like a big rectangle white book. That was sad as hell, man. Reading through everything and just like essentially like just talking about the... You know, it's like a bing bong. You know, where you're like crying candy, where it's like the loss of childhood and and just like and just even though Calvin never had really like innocence about him, obviously he was well beyond his years. But it's still um, just thinking about how sad it is to become an adult. (laughs) Yeah, the book is really sad. It's really, really sad. It's like that damn. Oh, man, that fan fiction about Calvin and Hobbes when it's like Calvin is older and he finds Hobbes, uh, like, as an adult, and he gives, like, up in the attic, and he gives Hobbes to his little girl so that she can, like, have adventures and play, and then, like, Hobbes comes back to life to say goodbye. I can't even... Oh, my God. <laughs> to say goodbye to him. 
talking about I was like, remember that time when you were really sad reading it yes why does the mind do this it's just like the ocean under the moon it's the same emotion again from you because it's easier to be mad than it is to be sad. And that's what I'm taking <laughs> from this week. We don't have any blind items because Marcus isn't here and um, he does the best at them. Let's be real here. But everyone go look up that uh, that story and then you guys can cry too. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately. I'm a monster, Molly. I'm a monster. You are a monster, but... Uh... Yeah, I don't even know how to make you feel better. You're a monster, and you've made me a monster, too. <laughs> have you read it? I'm going to send it to you. No, I haven't read it. I don't, I don't have I'm a medical bandwidth for that. <laughs> You're a Not mother. You have to know it. these things. You have to know these things. Wait, does I wait can't. does Freddie have, like, her toy yet? Not yet, but oh, okay. uh, she's she'll be there soon. She's, like, um, starting to be able to, you know, hold things and cuddle with them and stuff. What do you think it's going to be? Are you shepherding her towards something? I mean, I was a blanket kid, you know. I was like, uh, I was a Linus, so I would, you know, I would encourage her to have a, a Linus. What about Gideon? What did Gideon have? Do you know? He had a terrifying doll um, that he got when his sister was. His sister is only a year and a half younger than him, so he was kind of a baby when she was born. And uh, to explain the uh, baby arriving, his parents got him a book about a baby that came with a doll. Uh, that the doll was the same doll as the baby in the book and so Gideon being the exact same person he is today uh, very literal named the doll same book um, oh the same, oh the that's so cute and when Naomi got a haircut his sister uh, Gideon gave same book a haircut and uh, same book looks terrifying <laughs> so now still in our house we have like this it looks like a prop from like a ghost movie um this extremely you know 1970s old extremely terrifying doll called same book so uh we've still got same book in the house and people say that they're afraid of puppets but i'm i've got a lot of puppets in my house i'm not afraid of and i'm much more afraid you're, of same you're book. afraid of same book are you, are you would you like would gideon be able to give same book to freddie same book is far too dilapidated uh, oh to okay freddie i understand yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd be able to emotionally do you know what Calvin does later on. I'm gonna stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop thinking about it. And now I'm really sad. And now I'm really sad. And everything's gonna be fine. You guys, thank you guys so much <laughs> for listening <laughs> this week. Uh, we we had a fun wild ride. Get out there, read some comics. Make sure that those don't go away. You know, we need them in our lives. I think they shaped a lot of us. And um, read some comics. Even oh hell, even do a Garfield without Garfield because I do love a Garfield without Garfield. I love Garfield without Garfield. Thank you guys again. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. 
My name is Molly Neffel. I'm Instagram MJKLCat. And big old Marky Parksy will be back next week. And if you'd like more stuff from me and Malzo, we're coming up on the holidays and we're going to have lots of fun, ridiculous watch-alongs happening. Please hit us up on our Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash page7podcast. That is seven, the number. And we would love to delight you in more drinking ways than one. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh oh. Did Idris Elba's wife just get here? Yes! <laughs> Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Katerina Napolitano, Daniel Anderson, Elizabeth Brooking, Alyssa, Morg Litt, Libby Hawker, hey girl, Caitlin Gibbs, Flower. Chelsea Haney, Sam McMillan, and Amanda Bitches Guyan. Hell yeah. Good nickname, girl. Roxanne Callenborn, Jennifer Love, Zugram, Dave Sisek, Drew West, Angela Stersenick, Adam Franklin, Madison Greer, and Holly Fawcett. Thank you guys so incredibly much for being a part of our Patreon. You know I love you, and you know I would kiss every single one of your faces if I could. And maybe I will someday. That doesn't mean my lips are sexually aggressive. That just means that they're open for the ticking. Love you guys so much. We will talk to you next week. And thank you again for being a patron of our show. I love you. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.